if you don't do this for yourself, you got to definitely do it for those student athletes because um, them, their parents, it, it'll go a long way. Trust me, it'll go a long way. I always tell my coaches, you want to be in that conversation in their front room before it gets to the main office. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Matthew Glick, and welcome to Standout, a podcast on digital marketing in high school athletics. This podcast is designed to introduce you to some standouts in the field of high school sports, digital marketing, and beyond, with the goal of providing an awesome educational experience. Today, we are thrilled to have two guests on the show, Jason Corley and Scott Rosenberg. Jason is the athletic director at Long Branch High School in Long Branch, New Jersey, and Scott is the assistant principal for athletics and student activities at Kinelon High School in Kinelon, New Jersey. These are not only two outstanding athletic administrators, but two outstanding people. Jason and Scott, hope you guys are doing well, and thank you so much for joining me on Standout. Uh, thanks, uh, Matt. I appreciate the invite. Myself as well, man. Great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So I want to just start off the podcast by saying uh, that you are both you know, some of the most innovative ADs that I know. Um, and you are both award-winning educators. So Jason, you were recognized as the 2018 Jersey Sporting News Athletic Director of the Year, and Scott, the Morris County Athletic Director of the Year in 2014. Jason, you have your own podcast on entrepreneurs, which I will be, I'm excited to be joining you on sometime in the near future. And Scott, you were building a field trip app. How do you guys you know, have time to not only excel as administrators, but also do so many cool and creative things, you know, outside of your standard duties. Jason, why don't you go first, bud? Well, <clears throat> Matt, you know, as an athletic administrator, nobody knows what we do because we do it all. You know, we, um, we start off as administrators. We, we are, we're also counselors. We're also babysitters. We're also parents. But <clears throat> uh, in the thick of it all, you know, just to be innovative and do different things. I, you know, I have a great team behind me uh, in my department. So my department is filled with uh, my secretary, you know, myself, uh, I have an assistant. And, um, you know, it gives me the leeway to kind of uh, dibble in a lot of different things. And, um, you know, I don't know if I should be bringing this up now, but just your product is probably the best thing or one of the best things that ever happened to me uh as well as what scott brought to me in our school so you know i appreciate both of you guys so it makes life easy for an athletic administrator oh my goodness that is that is so awesome to hear and that's you know that's the whole point of gipper so so thank you so much for the for the kind words thanks and, and scott yeah if, if you could talk about it as well because i know you have so many different things going on so much um you know, on your plate and a lot of exciting things as well. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how you manage that as well. Sure. Um, I think like Jason said, anybody who's got this position in a school district has got to be a doer, somebody who's willing to put in the time, never shy away from that. So um, that's me always, I can't sit still. Um, coffee helps of <laughs> really understanding wife and kids at home um, at least as much as possible. It's an interesting dynamic now, I'm not home a lot most of the time and now I'm home all the time and we got to find a happy medium there somewhere, right, Jason? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think what Jason said is really important too, 
it's that team behind you, whether that's at home or in your school, in your athletic department. So I think that what's really important is to hire the right people and then to allow them to basically do things on their own, to empower them to do things and not micromanage so that I've got a great staff that doesn't feel like they've got to ask me permission or for feedback on every little thing that they do. Um, if they did, I'd ne I wouldn't have any time for vision and big picture things in school. So I think it's a matter of hiring the right people, training them, and then not micromanaging them, trusting them to do the job. That allows you some time to do some of the other things that Jason and I are doing. Absolutely. And, and you talked about having the, you know, the time and the opportunity to think about vision, to think kind of big picture. You are both, as we talked about, entrepreneurial people. Is that something that you, know, you kind of grew up with? Is it something that you've developed? Um, could you talk a little bit about kind of your entrepreneurial spirit and, and how that's grown? Um, or maybe not, maybe it's just something that you kind of just felt within you kind of right away. Um, I'm gonna go first. I'll go first. Sure. Um, sure. Um, yeah, you know what, I think it developed. I, I wish it was a little bit earlier in life as opposed to later <laughs> sometimes. Seems like it started right when I had a family and my time commitments were much different than they were when I was single. But regardless, um, I think it really started with high school athletics and when I found this company called Our School Today, um, the program that most of us in New Jersey were using beforehand, well, it just wasn't working out for us as well. So I actually thought that I could build my own athletic management suite of software. And uh, when I got the, the quotes of a couple million dollars to build what I had in mind, I felt like I should go find something else. <laughs> and um, so I found these guys out of Minnesota and they had unbelievable software. Um, and so I, I started working for them and that sort of get me on, got me on a mindset of being creative and selling, because that's a lot different than what you're dealing with in schools. And so I've had that mindset for probably eight or nine years. And then we, uh, we lost a few kids on a field trip about three years ago for about 15 minutes in New York City. Scary. <laughs> oh man, you can what a place, what a place to, lo to lose right. kids. Exactly. And so right after all the dust settles and everybody's okay, you kind of try and figure out what happened you say, what, what did we do wrong or what can we do better? And we set out to find something that was better um, to manage field trips and safety. And there was really nothing out there. So instead of trying to improve the mousetrap, we've really built it and excited that we'll be coming out with that app for September. Hopefully we'll be a little bit back to normal and people will be going on field trips at that point. But uh, yeah, for me, it, it's definitely developed over time very different, I think, than working in a school as a teacher or an athletic director. And Jason, what, what about yourself? Because I know you have this podcast. I'd love to, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about that now. Clearly, yeah. you have an interest in entrepreneurship, being innovative. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> I do a couple of things outside of uh, being an athletic director. Um, I own real, real estate, so I have a couple, uh, couple of properties that I invest in. Um, I actually just um, partner up and bought a beauty salon. So, oh. yeah, so that's actually going to open up as soon as the, uh, the governor gives us the okay. Where, so, where is that located? It's in Lincroft, New Jersey. It's called Blist in Lincroft. So come check us out, ladies. <laughs> you know, um, we do it all. Um, as far as the part podcast goes, it's, it's called The Influentials. Um, it's not necessarily just about uh, entrepreneurs. It's just this season, which is um, a collection of 10 episodes. 
Uh, we wanted to give the small businesses a shout out and, and give them some airtime. Um, so when we get back into regular lifestyle, you know, those, those names stay familiar in people's ear, ears so they can get right back where they need to be. So, uh, but the whole uh, premise of the podcast is just bringing on people that influence others that are positive, um, that, that can uplift people uh, just through their voice, through their words. And, and that's what I wanted to do. Um, I just happened to bump into that. I was requested to be on the show. And when I went to the show, I thought it was just something kind of silly, like, hey, let's go have some fun. Um, but it was at a real production um, studio. And we had the headphones and all this thing. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. They had the cameras, the lights, all this stuff. So it was kind of big time. So I felt kind of good about it. So, you know, me being the person I am, the ham, <laughs> call it. Um, you know, I showed I showed out a little bit in the podcast, and it's also streamed live. So, you know, I did a, a big presentation. I talked a lot. I brought in my uh, athletic trainer. You know, we had a good time. So when we left that um, that show, I got a call back from the producer, and the producer said, "Well, won't you be um, a co-host on here with her, uh, with the the actual hosts?" And I said, "Wow, that's great." You know, I'm not a big talker, but I don't think I can hang. But uh, you know what? It's like therapy. It's like therapy, and uh, you know, I get just I get to talk about whatever I want, and I, I know I'm not sounding too uh, articulate in some of them, but you know, I get I get what I need to get out, and and it makes me feel good about what I do. But as far as the the entrepreneurial spirit, uh, that actually came when when I got this position because you have to be innovative as an athletic administrator. It's not like uh, the principal position or any other administrator position. You gotta do things uh, to keep people enticed and keep people leveled because you can have parents that jump on you because their kid is not getting enough or a tennis parent, let's say, a tennis parent uh, be upset that their kid is not getting enough attention like the football player is. You know, so you got to be innovative, and that's where you come in. Um, and when I met you over at, um, you know, in Maryland, and uh, <clears throat> you told me about what you do, you know, I, I was like, that's a no-brainer. You know, in my head, I was building different um, backgrounds and things like that uh, from this one app, uh, just so I can save and make it easy. But it was always a problem because you got to adjust it. But then when when I met you and you had this, I was like, wow, bro, this is exactly what I was thinking. He got to it before me. And like Scott, and <laughs> sorry, like Scott, sorry, Jason. There you go. That's all, that's all good. And like Scott said, I wish I had this mindset back when I was younger, but I, I think I needed uh, this job to make me, um, you know, pick it up a little bit. So that's where all my entrepreneurship stuff came from. And, and that's pretty, I didn't, I didn't understand the origin of you being a host on, on your show. Um, Pretty impressive that you made such an impression that they asked you to come and be a co-host. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy. It was crazy. You know, opportunities come sometimes when you least expect it. Yeah, and, and when you're putting yourself out there, that's how, you know, it's not all luck. Um, it's, you know, being in the right, you know, spots at the right time. A lot of that's just um, making a, a jump, a leap of faith going on the show yeah. and, uh, you know, putting yourself out there. So that's, that's an amazing story. Um, you. But, you know, just talking about being innovative, being creative, there's probably never been a time in all industries, not just specific to high school athletics, where people are being forced 
to innovate. Um, you know, everything going around with COVID-19, um, especially, especially in high school athletics, you just have to do things differently. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, how both, you know, maybe you will start with Jason and then go to Scott, how you both are kind of responding to the current situation with coronavirus? You know what? Um, it's funny you said that. I just started something pretty cool, and it's with the Instagram Live. Um, every year we have, uh, at the end of the year, we have a, a senior athletic banquet uh, that's ran by our parent booster, booster club. So, you know, we've thought about different things like how can we bring the banquet to our athletes? You know, um, I know everybody around the country is like, oh, how are we going to celebrate our seniors? Um, talking about graduation and, uh, you know, now with all this TikTok stuff and all these things we've been playing around, you know, I'm fortunate, to, uh, fortunate enough to have some young parents that are, are very, very uh, acquisite when, when you talk about uh, technology are very um, literate there. Uh, we started doing these Instagram live with our award winners and highlighting them and it's starting to pick up pretty big. I actually have my fourth one today. So I do it every day, Monday to Friday, five o'clock, Instagram Live, Wave Athletics, come check us out. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Blowing it up, we're blowing it up. Uh, it's Live at five. If you <laughs> live at five, that's us, Wave Athletics. I can tell you've done this before, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we highlight our student athletes and, you know, I ask the questions that people want to know because the out people outside looking in don't know what our athletes really go through. They just see the touchdowns. They just see the wins. They just see the losses so they can come in and have a, an uh, opportunity to get upset or yell, you know? So I want them to have the opportunity to see the kids, see how the kids feel about, you know, uh, when they win, um, see how the kids feel when they lose um, and what they expect from their parents and, and the community. And at the same time, celebrate the award that they were given. You know, we give out state awards. Um, uh, actually, tonight I have my um, scholar athlete, uh, and, and Scott probably knows about that one. Um, we're celebrating her today, uh, our scholar athlete award winner. So that's her tonight. And we're just going to talk about what motivated her um, to be a scholar athlete. Yeah, that, that, that is so awesome because what I love as well is it's telling, you're talking about telling a more personal story. It's not just the score, not the wins or the losses. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the real experience of the student athlete. And that means so much more to, to parents, to family members, to community members. And so I think that's really amazing that you're, you know, making an effort to highlight that. Yeah. You know, Scott, are you, are you doing anything, um, you know, particular in, in response to coronavirus? What's the situation at Kinelon? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think it's amazing that um, it takes times like these for sometimes education to be innovative. Um, as crazy as it sounds, education tends to be the last to embrace education. I'm sorry, embrace education, embrace technology. And uh, this is forcing us to. Even the idea of Zoom meetings and all this online and virtual teaching, learning, I mean, truthfully should have been in place probably five to ten years ago. Yeah yet we're forced to at this point. So when all is said and done, right, when all the sadness, the death, and the unfortunate things that are going on, this probably will have moved us a bit forward in education. Things like snow days won't exist anymore, right? We'll just go on and we'll teach virtually. So it's interesting. Um, but just specifically in regards to us at Kinelon, um, we're planning our athletic college signing ceremony 
at the end of the year, every year we do one for the division three kids. We do the D1 and the D2 on those sort of prescribed dates by the NCAA. But division three hadn't had any sort of formal ceremonies before. So the last few years we've done that and had them sign kind of contrived NCAA paperwork. So we're going to do that as an online ceremony. We're holding out, hoping that maybe we get back. Um, if not, we have it kind of in place for a little bit after May 15th. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we're certainly meeting with kids via Zoom, and my coaches are doing that as well. Um, so we'll continue to innovate for the end-of-the-year ceremonies, as Jason mentioned. And is that something where you set up something like a Zoom call with the student-athlete and, and the family members, and they do the signing virtually? Is that the idea if you can't do it in person? Yeah, I think that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to take some pictures. We'll send out the paperwork. Um, we have official Kindleon signing ceremony pens. I'll drop them off in their mailboxes or their front doors, and uh, they can use the pen, sign away. Um, I'll have them take some pictures, and then we'll go do some recorded stuff, splice everything together, and probably kind of go from there. That's, that's awesome. I'm sure the, the student-athletes, if they can't do it in person, um, I know I would have loved that if I was a, a high school athlete at this time because you work so hard um, to play at the next level whether it's D1, D2, D3, whatever it may be. And to get that recognition just feels great. And I know the families love it as well. So that's, that's perfect. Thank you. Um, you know, in talking about these different things and these different channels using Zooms, um, you know, to, to celebrate seniors, honor your programs, social media, it seems, has become, you know, even more important now than ever. You know, obviously, as these physical channels of communication are, you know, off limits. How have you been, and Jason, I know you talked about it a little bit, you know, how have you been using social media to keep your communities engaged during the sportsless time? And maybe I'll send this one to Scott um, to start. Sure, um, pretty early on, I emailed you, right? I said, yeah. we, need, uh, we need some templates, man. Um, we gotta get some senior spotlights going. We gotta find some ways to recognize and thank you to you guys because you, you responded very quickly as usual. You put things in motion and my community has been really grateful to get these senior spotlights out there. Um, the idea of really asking coaches for some adjectives to describe their student athletes, putting that down on one of your templates, finding pictures either through the yearbook pictures or having the kids or parents send me pictures. Um, again, each kid gets something to recognize what they've done, their commitment to the program. So they've been, um, they've been really excited to see those. Some of the info inside information I don't get, coaches put these terms down. And I'm like, I don't even know what the heck I'm putting on here. <laughs> but I'm assuming they're all uh, appropriate kind of things. In general, that's just one way we're reaching out. And, and Jason, you talked about using Instagram Live. Is there anything else in particular? I mean, that alone is, uh, is pretty um, you know, innovative. I haven't seen a ton of schools using you know, IG Live in the way that you're talking about. Is there anything else that you're working on or thinking about um, adding as we move forward through the spring here? Yeah, as far as the social media, you know, I, I'm trying I'm trying my hardest um, to keep my community engaged. So we're doing different things. Like we put together TikTok. If you if you were to go through our uh, so you know Wave Athletics Instagram, Long Branch Athletic Department Facebook, um, Wave Pride Twitter, you, we put together a TikTok with all the coaches, and uh, it was pretty cool. So every coach with their own sport had their own ball. So if it was soccer, soccer would do their thing, kick the ball to a football coach and a football would pop up and, and, you know, the football coach would throw it to the field hockey and the field hockey stick. So we've been doing things like that. Um, you got to check it out at the end of it. 
uh, you know, I kind of boast a little bit. I told you I'm like a ham. So at the <laughs> end of the video, you know, I catch the football and I, I put it out in front of me with the seven rings I have since I've been an athletic director. So it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Jason, I'm going to dunk, Jason. I'm going to stand on your shoulders to do it in mine. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. But Scott, can you match the seven rings? Uh, I, I cannot match. Actually, I don't know. I have to count. I think I have like five. But uh, I've probably been there longer than Jason, so I'm sure he's got me on that one. But they're not mine anyway, so we're good. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, you know, different things like that. Um, I'm doing things like even with the uh, Instagram Live. Um, I'm, I'm also having community members on. Uh, we had a couple of Division One football players uh, that are currently playing uh, come on and, and do a couple of videos with me. And um, we had like two kids get drafted this past weekend. Wow. So they actually agreed to come on and I'm gonna bring them on uh, the week before our banquet, uh, bank or banquet week, which is June 1st to June 5th. So other than that, you know, that's what we're really doing. We just keep posting as much content as possible. Coaches are recording video, inspirational videos that actually we're going to start posting tomorrow. Um, and just to keep people, you know, uh, intrigued on what's going on and, 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 and wanting them to say what's going on next, what's going to happen next. So that's how we're trying to keep them engaged. Just different thing. Like Scott said, this stuff should have been done. I wish I was more innovative uh, prior to this whole uh, coronavirus thing, but I know it's going to change the way my department goes going forward as far as, far as like coaches meetings and things like that, those natures. Um, with the Zoom and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and talking about those virtual meetings, um, in terms of like professional development, obviously a lot of the state conferences uh, or almost all of the state conferences were canceled because of um, COVID-19. Are there things like uh, virtual conferences, virtual meetings just maybe uh, kind of happening organically between ADs, between coaches to kind of help with professional development during this time? Are you, are you seeing any of that or, or maybe participating? I'm checking out a couple AD podcasts. One called Off the Off Duty ADs is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, the NFHS has offered free courses during this time period for coaches, athletic directors to take just to kind of get things going. And then there's a bunch of companies, even like our school today, um, offering just more professional development on their own platforms, yeah. so that people who may have some extra time at home, not dealing with the specific day to day, can go on and learn some um, or kind of get a little bit better at yeah, we're, we're we're actually soon to be releasing something called this is uh the first time it's been publicly announced here uh, so you guys are getting the in but we're releasing <laughs> yeah we're releasing something called uh gipper learn which is an online resource that will be available for free to anyone on our site um, where you can access courses and help with professional development um the first course is going to be on it's going to be actually a certification for social media for athletic departments and so um, hopefully for exactly the reasons you were talking about with people, you know, having a little bit more free time on their hands, sitting at home, looking to, to grow in different ways, that will be an awesome resource. So uh, stay, stay tuned for that. Nice. There you go. Um, but, you know, looking back to your use of social media pre-COVID-19, you both were, you know, very active on social. You know, why, do you why did you decide, and I know it's probably only in, um, increased, you know, now as we've talked about, but why back then were you deciding to use platforms like Twitter and Instagram 
to connect with your stakeholders? I think, um, I think number one, it's important to build a brand, to be consistent in building that brand across the board. Um, I also think that education-based athletics, high school athletics is much different than club athletics. And we're always sort of under siege compared to some of the things that the club sports can offer, like those college opportunities. And so we're always preaching to our kids and our communities the value of high school sports. Um, and so the idea of getting that information out to our specific community, I think is meaningful to our constituents, to our kids. And it, again, it just kind of points to the fact that even playing those club sports, which is very necessary these days, you don't get necessarily that same feeling of, let's say, physically walking down the hallway the day after a big game and getting high-fived by your teachers, getting high-fived by your friends, great, great game, things like that. So I always thought that it was important to get that same sort of feeling out there to the entire community who doesn't have access to those kids and those programs all the time. Um, and then the idea of, as a public school, sometimes losing kids to private schools. Um, I wanna make sure that people recognize that our athletic program is top notch as well. And that um, we recognize when kids and coaches do fantastic things at the public school level also. Exactly. Yeah, and, and uh, Jason, I'll let you go in a moment, but what you were talking about in regards to uh, being having the high school athletic experience. When I was playing um, soccer in high school, um, I played on a club team as well, but I had a big decision to make whether I wanted to play academy soccer. Um, there's big news now with the, the U.S. Development Academy actually shuttering. Back then, it was alive and well, and um, you couldn't play high school and academy at the same time. And I was really, really on the fence, but I knew that uh, all my friends in high school were going to be playing on the team and that it was going to be an opportunity to, what you talked about, like have that true high school experience and those true high school moments and choosing to stay playing club and playing high school turned out to be like just one of the best decisions ever. I had some of the most fun I've ever had playing a sport, playing on my high school team. And I still was able to, you know, compete and play at the division one level. And so I think sharing those, like, just like, if you could put up my high school, I'd put up a quote of me talking about my high school soccer experience. It would have just been, um, I think, it would have communicated that to other you know, athletes who are going through that same decision or going through that same process. Um, and so I think it's, it's a really good point. But yeah, Jason, go ahead. Uh, definitely. I, just, just, um, just to piggyback what off you say, it's that community pride. You yeah. know, you, you're representing your community, community you grew up in. So that's what makes high school sports, you know, um, that top tier. You, know, uh, they, you talked about academies. They always had it for the boys' soccer. I think recently, maybe about three, four years ago, they just opened it up to girls, academies for girls' soccer. I don't think that went over well because um, we didn't lose no girls. And we had uh, like three phenomenal Division One girls yeah. um, that stayed home. But like I said, and, and like Scott said, it's about the brand. It's about the brand and, and the evolution with sports in general from from uh, Pop Warner, AYF, to uh, collegiate sports. Uh, you have to brand these kids. You got to get their names out there. When we was in school, we didn't have this platform. So my thing is, you know, I want my kids to be so proud to wear the green and white, you know, um, that they don't, they don't think about nothing else. So that's why when your platform came out, it's like, wow, now listen, 
you go to Long Branch High School, that's like, a, uh, is that Michigan State? <laughs> is that green and white Michigan? Because they just look phenomenal. That looks like a big time program. And, and that's why I was so excited when I saw you and, and heard about what your platform was all about, because it's a no brainer for any athletic director in the country to not buy your program, uh, your product. Um, and, and that's the main reason why I do it, because I want my athletes to be super proud uh, to be a part of Long Branch, super proud to be a part of uh, a public high school um, and not have to go somewhere else to pay for college, well, pay for high school early and then go to pay for college at the same time. I, I don't understand that. My kids are going pro uh, public school. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I, like uh, Scott said, it's all about the branding, you know, um, and that's why I did it. Absolutely. And I think you guys hammered on like every point um, about why it's so important to um, you know, take advantage of these digital channels. It's where your stakeholders are. And we always talk about, I say this almost every show, um, if you're not telling your story on those channels, someone else is. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be in charge of how that story is told. And you want to, you know, promote your, your student athletes, your coaches and your community in the best light possible in the honest light. Um, and so that's, that's exactly why we built Gipper. And I'm so glad to, to have you both on board. Um, and, and and, and just, to, just to wrap it up here, you know, a lot of what we've talked about is, um, you know, using these digital channels, getting creative, being innovative, especially during a time like this. But I think there is still like a segment of ADs that when listening to something like this may think, you know, Jason, that IG Live idea sounds, you know, great. It sounds great in principle, but I just don't have the time. And so we asked this to all of our guests on the show. Now I'll, I'll start with Jason and then Scott, you can finish it off. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, what would you say to those ADs who just think, I just don't have enough time to do what you're talking about? I tell you, you have to, you have to make your job fun and you have to do what's innovative and creative, but would definitely, definitely just take a second to make somebody else happy. And, um, you know, I don't have the time, but five o'clock every day, is right before dinner. So that's how I kind of, you know, square it up. So, and uh, my student athletes love it. And that's what it's all about. Like I told you uh, just a few minutes ago, if you don't do this for yourself, you got to definitely do it for those student athletes because um, them, their parents, it, it'll go a long way. Trust me, it'll go a long way. I always tell my coaches, you want to be in that conversation in their front room before it gets to the main office. And this is the way you do it. And uh, just taking a half an hour of your time to celebrate whoever, uh, it goes a long way. Absolutely, Scott? I mean, I agree, right? I, I can imagine the smile on kids and parents' faces when they see something like a senior spotlight. They're forwarding that out to their family. They're retweeting that kind of stuff. So. It makes people smile, especially right now. That's huge. Even from a more pragmatic standpoint, I mean, I look at it as time savings. These are just ways of communicating to the masses as opposed to getting the questions individually coming to you. So if I can get information out there by hitting one click and sending that information to a whole bunch of people, certainly that's a, a much more efficient way of getting information and communicating with people. Saves a heck of a lot of time from the old days, right, Jason, getting all those phone calls.
in the office. So, um, and yeah, I agree also, Jason, stay out in front of it. We always say to our teachers, like, listen, try and make a bunch of positive phone calls home early in the year. Tell parents what their kids are doing well. It makes that phone call, if they're not doing well, a heck of a lot easier for parents to receive and for you to make if you've already established some sort of relationship. Yeah, and, and, and this is the world we live in today. People expect a high level of communication across a lot of different channels. And so if you're not doing that, um, you're probably not meeting the expectations of a lot of your stakeholders. So I think that's a great way to think of it, that doing this work early is actually gonna help you save time and, and kind of uh, stay away from problems long-term. Um, so again, thank, thank you guys both to have the two of you on the podcast is, is so awesome. It's great just to talk some more, and especially to hear um, all of your different insights and thoughts about you know, high school athletics, particularly what is going on around coronavirus. So I can't thank you enough. Um, I hope that you, know, you stay healthy, you stay safe, and the same uh, for your family, your loved ones, and your school community. Um, but thank you so much uh, for coming on Standout. And uh, you know, look forward to continuing this conversation um, as we move forward throughout the year. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate that, Matt. And uh, same to you and your family. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Hey, guys. Later, Jason. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Standout. To learn more, visit gogipper.com backslash standout.